When we're young, a lot of us dream of a grand life of adventure like the ones that we see in movies. We look at historical figures and read the harrowing tales, and we imagine ourselves in those roles. While it's easy to see why we all want the excitement and notoriety that comes with being a historical figure, a lot of us overlook the fact that history is not always kind to them. Sometimes, the price of a grand adventure is your life. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss a famed historical figure from 1607, Henry Hudson. While Henry lived a life of adventure, he also met an untimely end out on the water. Sometimes, when you're out at sea, tensions can run high. Before we discuss Henry and his wondrous life, I do want to issue a correction for my Portland 1946 episode. A lovely listener named Melody was kind enough to reach out on Instagram and actually send me the pronunciation for the river that the body was found in. I said Willamette, and it is actually Willamette, so thank you to Melody for helping out with that one. Something that I didn't expect about running a true crime podcast is how many different things I would need to pronounce, and I am forever using little internet robots to help, so if you guys hear a name that just sounds wrong, please help a girl out. Now, what is the deal with Henry Hudson? You might notice that the victim in this case, and I would just like to point out that he was not the only victim in this case, has a pretty notable last name. You might have thought, oh, like Hudson River or Hudson Bay. I have great news. Yes, exactly like that, which I did not know when I found this case. This is the guy who all of these places are actually named after. An interesting development from this true crime show is that I'm suddenly a lot more interested in history. I have actually always hated history, which, if you grow up reading and writing, is very weird. Normally, people who like those things love history. But it was my least favorite subject in school, and I have always avoided it like the plague. I don't know if any of you used to watch Wizards of Waverly Place or had young people around you that forced you to watch it, but I thought that Alex hit the nail on the head when she said, It's history. I know how it ends. Everyone dies. But looking into more historical cases, I realized something. I don't actually hate history. I hate that the school system forced me to take American history, where we covered the same five battles in like five different grades. If it's not Hamilton or 1776, which is another great historical musical, I just, I can't get with it. But Henry Hudson's life is a lot more interesting than any of those classes. He was an explorer. And as if being an explorer isn't cool enough, Henry Hudson also has a serious level of mystery surrounding him. We live in a world now where you can find pictures of a TikTok star's childhood home online with literally one line in Google. But back in the 1600s, people really didn't care about documenting everything. 
especially about normal people. Before Henry Hudson was formally hired to explore professionally for various big companies, he might as well have not existed at all. He was a dude. He knew a lot about boats and navigating. And that's about it. That's really all we know. It is presumed that he worked his way up on a ship, but even historians consider this to be more speculation than anything. So... How did a man with no notable background grow up to have his name plastered on bodies of water everywhere? And more importantly, how did he end up dying at the hands of his crew? To understand that, we need to discuss Henry's work a little bit. A lot of people were interested in working with Henry. They wanted to know more about the world around them. Back then, if you were in the right place at the right time, you could get a job literally just heading out to see what was out there in the world. People who did this were like the first generation of travel bloggers, but they faced all kinds of terrifying challenges instead of getting free hotel rooms, and they had to know the ins and outs of completely unregulated and very dangerous travel. So that was fun. At this point in history, people were really interested in finding ways to get places faster. A lot of the work that we did back then has completely defined the way that we transport products now, but it wasn't all that easy to figure it out. For his first round, Henry did good. He went out with the crew and they explored some new areas. He ended up in Greenland and had a battle with some ice. After a few months, he returned and then more people rallied to send him out again. He went out a few times, never quite finding what he was looking for. Henry heard rumors that there were two channels that ran across North America all the way to the Pacific Ocean. He was very interested in these paths. In fact, he was so interested that he decided to ignore the orders of his employers at one point. This time, When he hit ice, he decided that enough was enough. He rallied his crew and took off to find what was known as the Northwest Passage. He took a new route and sailed up a river, a river that we now know as the Hudson. Funny enough, though, they actually bailed on this river because it wasn't the channel that they were looking for to get to the passage, which I think is actually pretty interesting because... Imagine having your name permanently stamped on a professional failure or like a setback in a project. But upon return, Henry was paid to head out for a fourth voyage. This one would be his last. Henry and his crew ventured out in pursuit of the mysterious Northwest Passage. They still wanted to find it. They found an entrance and began to travel up it, and because at this point in time, you could just have everything named after you, this passage is now known as the Hudson Strait. After a while, the water really opened up, and this made Henry really excited. He thought that he found an ocean. He thought that he did it, that he made it to the Pacific what he actually found was an incredibly large 
bay. And yes, it would eventually become the Hudson Bay. I've never seen the Hudson Bay, but just looking at the map makes it fairly clear why Henry thought he made it. It is huge, and I'm sure that it acts a lot more like an ocean than a lot of the local lakes that most of us are used to. This was a setback, obviously, but that wasn't all that it was. Henry and his crew sailed along the coast until they reached the end. And then they realized their mistake. It wasn't an ocean, and there was no clear path to an ocean. All that ice that had been hassling the crew? Well, now it was winter, and now we get to the murdery parts of the story. History has shown us time and time again that when people face very bad circumstances, they tend to turn on each other in a group setting. And that is exactly what happened. This crew was dragged along for yet another unsuccessful voyage. They were cold, they were hungry, and they were low on supplies. More importantly, they were fed up with Henry Hudson and they did not trust him anymore. They blamed him for their suffering, certain that he had sent them on a fool's errand when they were just trying to work to feed their families. With more time, the situation got worse. It became too cold for them to stay out on the water, so they made a winter camp on shore, which I'm sure is exactly as miserable as it sounds. Rumors began to plague the ship that said Henry was keeping supplies and rations for his favorites on board. People did not like that for obvious reasons, and so they did what they thought was best. They mutinied. The definition of a mutiny is an open rebellion against the proper authorities, especially by soldiers or sailors against their officers. The crew was fed up with Henry, and they decided that it was time for a change. So, led by two men who had actually been demoted on the ship, the crew descended upon Henry. They took Henry, his son, and seven sailors that had scurvy, which is a severe vitamin C deficiency generally caused by malnutrition, if you didn't know that, and cast them out in a small lifeboat. Henry and the others were never seen again. When his crew returned, they were arrested for their mutiny, and I think that that's actually pretty interesting. Do you think that when the crew came back, they admitted it? How did everyone know that they turned on him? After being gone for several months, you'd think that they could just kind of say that something else killed him? The 1600s weren't exactly a time of peak survival for anyone, especially explorers in 
dangerous circumstances. But maybe somebody on board was a snitch. We'll probably never know. Henry likely died on that lifeboat, and his crew, in the end, paid the price for their crimes. In a previous episode, we discussed some of the differences between general true crime and history. But if true crime was a genre back in the 1600s, this would totally fit the bill. We don't worry about mutinies too much anymore, though that doesn't mean that they don't happen. But this was a fairly big crime back then. In fact, in England, mutiny was a crime punishable by death until the 1900s. And I think that that's also kind of interesting. Henry's death wasn't technically murder. It was manslaughter by legal standing. They didn't kill him, they just increased the odds that he would die. As a colleague from League of Legends would say, Everyone dies. I just speed things up. Of course, manslaughter wouldn't become a crime in England until the 1900s either, so they charged the sailors with the worst crime that they had at the time given their actions, and that was mutiny. I don't know if all of the men died, but it certainly shines a light on the ways that crimes can trend during certain time periods, which is a horrifying and very interesting thought. So, you go think on that one for a while. But, if you want to talk historical murders, naming things after yourself, or the importance of vitamin C in the human diet, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. And if you are looking for more true crime mysteries, remember to check out my new show, What Happened To, where my co-host John and I are discussing strange missing persons cases. The link can be found in the bio. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.